Hey everyone, before we get started today, I have to thank Sauce and Aladad again. Uh, Kara and I received a couple of items from our wedding registry along with this note. Enjoy your gift. I am one of your mother's students and listen to the podcast. I feel that I know you having listened to you so often. Congratulations from Sauce and Aladad. So thank you again, Sauce and Aladad, for sending us a gift. Kara and I really appreciate it. I also want to note that in this episode, I mentioned that I've gotten into 3D printing, which is something that I'm really excited about. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do with a 3D printer. Uh, you can make tools and racks and storage solutions for your art supplies, as well as custom patterns and textures for stamps. And honestly, the, uh, the possibilities for artists are endless. And you might think that 3D printers must be thousands of dollars, but the one I picked up was under 200 bucks. And I actually have a referral link, which I'm going to include in the description of this episode. Uh, that will get you an Ender 3, which is the same printer I have, for around $162. And there are other printers out there, but this one has a lot of information available on YouTube and a lot of community support uh, online. And if you use that referral link, I will get a discount on some filament. But honestly, I can get higher quality and cheaper filament elsewhere. And I actually looked into an affiliate program, but the most I would make on a sale is about five bucks. So this is a personal recommendation, not a paid endorsement. And if you want to send a few bucks my way, just hit the donate button on the upper right hand corner at MessyStudioPodcast.com. All right, that's it for now. On with the show. Hello and welcome to the Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about lessons from 2020. At the end of 2020, we're overloaded with reflections in the media about how society has navigated this strange and difficult pandemic year. On a personal level, we all have stories of struggles, loss, insights, and changes. Today, we are especially interested in what this time has meant for us as artists. Last week, Rebecca posed the question to our listeners, how did 2020 impact your work? And today, on our first podcast of 2021, we'll share some of the responses we received as well as our own thoughts. And with me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. Uh yeah, I was actually um, interested. There was a bit of a lag when I first posted the question. There was about a day when, or a couple days when nobody responded. And at first I thought, well, maybe nobody wants to talk about this. <laughs> but uh, as it turned out, I got a lot of responses. And as always, you know, I'm really grateful for that. I think it was probably the kind of question where it took a little bit of reflection and thought. And that got some very... Um, thoughtful and reflective answers. And there were a lot of commonalities in the way that people responded to the pandemic um, and to this time. Um, and, and we've seen that over the past year. We've seen kind of patterns emerging about people's response. And, you know, of course, everybody's unique, but um, we all have shared this struggle. And most artists have been affected by it. As uh, Lisa Pressman commented, simply, a lot, she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of people have shared uh, positive changes uh, brought about by the isolation and the restrictions, and I'm, we're going to be talking about those. Uh, for, the, for most of us, I think it's been a time of reflection and insight of some kind, 
as Sarah Post said, it's been quietly earth shaking. <laughs> and I know, um, Ross, you wanted to say a word about how we started. We started 2020. <laughs> well, right, because at the beginning of this year, um, I had so much optimism. And I really wanted to share that with the listeners. And I produced this kind of statement of intention for, for 2020 for the podcast um, that, uh, that we were going to produce content that was going to improve your work and help you to improve your work. And that if you come with us on this journey through this year, that you will see improvement in your work. Um, and shortly after that was when COVID came into the picture and it really changed the focus of 2020. 2020 just became all about survival for a lot of people. And I was really happy to see that a lot of people still did see really positive changes in their work. Um, and that was that was very uplifting for me to hear. And um, I understand that a lot of people have serious struggles that they've dealt with this year. Um, and, uh, and maybe they just don't really want to share those. But uh, uh, I... I I think that 2020 has been a a marker year and uh, maybe not in the way that we were hoping, um, but uh, I, I still have optimism for 2021, um, and I think it's important to still have hope for the future. Um, and, uh, and so I just, I just wanted to, to mention, you know, what, what we intended for this podcast and kind of what it became. And, and really, I mean, we've seen incredible growth of this podcast. And I think that the message, the shift in the message from, uh, from purely focused on, on improving your work and selling more work to let's all get through this. (laughs) You know, I think it was a message that a lot of people needed to hear. I think so. We got some really good feedback at times from people saying that, you know, the podcast was important to them in that way. And so, yeah, even though we had to shift gears, like about everything else in our lives, um, you know, it's it was an, a really interesting year for the podcast. Um, back at the very beginning, well, I think it was in March, um, we did a podcast called Coping with Isolation. That was just kind of when things were really hitting hard. It was episode 117. And at that time, we were picking up on sort of three ways that people were responding in terms of their work, in terms of what was happening in the studio. Um, and so I'm going to kind of revisit that framework as we look back on the year now and some of the comments that people gave us and some of our own thoughts. And um, the first thing that we were seeing a lot at the beginning, and it's still going on, is kind of a paralysis or lack of motivation that people have either gone through and come out the other side or they're still experiencing. And um, I'm going to, throughout this podcast, quote people what they commented or paraphrase what they said as they're kind of their personal stories. And um, Pauline Murray commented that it's it's almost felt as though a force field that she put in quotes is pushing me back whenever I think of going into the studio. And um, she's been you know, kind of channeling her creativity into other things, like she mentioned, knitting, baking, decorating. Um, But 
kind of getting back into it now, back into painting and printmaking. She says, with a bit of luck, life should start to become more normal in the months to come. So experiencing some hope. Um, Mickey High uh, commented, I struggled a lot to do any work. I felt sluggish and drained. I did manage to do some work, though, and one piece won an award of merit at a show I was in. Um, but the excitement of that accolade quickly fell away. And then she says, push on. Um, that difficult struggle over the year, and, and she is absolutely not alone. I I noticed a lot of people uh, making comments like this over the year that they were kind of stuck. Um, and one more from that sort of state of mind that's been pretty hard. Uh, Laura Gibbs commented, I have found it very difficult to create under the circumstances in 2020. For much of the time, limbo is the best word to describe the overall feeling of the past nine months. And she said she's tried different things like online classes and videos and membership groups, and that she's found it easy to become derailed um, off of, you know, trying to follow through on things, although she has had some sales and successful paintings and is longing for normalcy to return. I think those three artists speak for a lot of people um, that have struggled this year. Yeah, I, I connect with all three of those statements very strongly. I've actually been... Uh, I was I was telling you before uh, that I've I've been baking bread like every day. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. There's a lot of bread baking going on around. Everywhere. Yeah, and, and I, I I've picked up all these little little hobbies and things, you know, just trying to. It gives me it gives me something kind of meditative to do. You know, there's something about kneading bread. I think maybe it's what I always enjoyed about ceramics was processing clay more than creating things. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, uh, yeah, just making bread. And uh, I I bought a 3D printer, and so I've been just printing things for around the house. And <laughs> right. Just just trying to to do something that. Uh, that can give me a little lift, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't feel like I have as much creative energy as I, as I did, but it's, it is starting to come back. I, I just, um, uh, picked up, a, an audio book that I'm going to be producing and I'm, I'm working on producing some more podcasts for people and stuff like that. And, um, you know, 2020 has, has really, I think I talked about on a previous podcast, it's really crystallized, um, you know, my focus and it's made me yeah. realize how, how fragile, the the things that I rely on for income are and and how I really need to take control of that stuff. Right, and some of the um, the other commentary that we're going to get to is is kind of about finding new ways and new ideas um, in their in their work and this ad adapting to things. And yet, there are probably very few people that you know really have come through this year without some times when they lost their focus. I mean, I just came through a period myself in the last month or so. I'm out of it now. But, you know, we all struggle at times with this um, lack of focus in normal times. And then in um, in these times, you know, it, it can last a long time and be really, really frustrating. Um, well, it's so hard to break out of a, a, a bad cycle right now because you can't just go and change your surroundings and go mm -hmm. and do something different. Right. And, yeah. You know, you're, go you're have lunch of... with a friend. You know, it's there's so many ways in, in the past that we could, 
kind yeah. of get out of our own heads for a little bit. And most of those have been taken away from us. It can be excruciating to be sort of stuck with yourself in your studio yeah. and, not, and not really know what's going on. Um, the, the second thing, when we did that podcast back in March, there was a second response to the pandemic situation that we talked about. And that was, maybe you just keep on doing what you're doing because it's a steady base in your life. It's, um, you know, you're not really into making changes. Um, maybe there's some changes within the work, but you're just kind of working at what you do because it is your base. It's your, it's your refuge. And, and you're not really thinking about making any big changes. And there were a few comments uh, that came in along those lines. Uh, Teet Raid said, the pandemic has not affected his work other than he's had more studio time. Lots of people have noticed, uh, you know, the increase in studio time. And just keeping on doing what was good and pleasurable before makes a lot of sense. Um, Gail Schellinger uh, has just continued with her she makes these really amazing little soft sculptures sculptures of these expressive and imaginary animals but she has responded to covid in the sense that the animals or the creatures themselves are related to it now but it's the same art form uh pretty much as it was before and i would say a lot of people relate to that as well there's been some change in the content of their work but the work itself maybe continues on um as it as it has been maybe seeing it in a different light maybe um emphasizing certain things uh the biggest category of people that responded were uh changing in some pretty significant way in terms of subject matter or process and um I, you know i'm going to read a lot of their commentary and examples and i would say you know, for myself, I kind of fall into this group. Um, there have been significant changes for me. A big one is the amount of studio time because without travel, as I was doing pretty constantly in the past, um, and, and doing my, my studio work of these kind of bursts of time when I was, when I was home, I had, you know, a couple of months in the studio, and then I'd be off again. So now, you know, it's been very, very continual, and it's had a different focus. And one of the things that's really changed for me is a focus on works on paper, drawing, quicker work, um, and just being more um, involved in that type of work. And there's a couple of people that will, uh, that their quotes speak to that as well. But this, um, you know, the focus is not on preparing for exhibits. Uh, I don't have a single exhibit lined up in the future. The focus is not on supplying galleries. A lot of galleries have really, um, you know, not, they haven't closed, but they're not uh, planning as much. They're not demanding as much. And so, and then the focus with Cold Wax Academy has shifted to an ongoing and regular uh, rhythm of things. Uh, every week we're doing something, but it is it is different rhythm than teaching, um, you know, a week-long workshop in another country where you spend a lot of time preparing. You go, it's very intense. You come back, you have to sort of, um, you know, re-entry <laughs> into your, what you're doing. So that too has allowed for more studio focus. And yeah, so I've seen definite changes in, in my own work. Um, and 
so I and I'm not alone, and and I'm going to talk about some of the things that people people commented about that, and one of them is several people mentioned being more tuned into their own surroundings. Gets back to that lack of travel and um, you know being exposed to new situations that many artists enjoy. You know, on any on some basis, they want to get out and see new things. Um, and so Plum uh, Neesmith from Great Britain uh, commented, I found a new focus instead of travel and what it brings um, to um, to her work. And she, re- she was thinking about a quote by Marcel Proust, which was, the real voyage of discovery lies not in seeking new landscapes, but seeing with new eyes. She found that really inspiring. So she said, my home, my garden, my hill walks have become my starting points. And I relate to this as well, being here in New Mexico, which is in some sense a new landscape, but I've been here quite a bit over the years. But I've been walking every day and out in this amazing landscape, and I can really see that it has affected my work in a different way. I'm trying to find a different way of expressing being in the landscape, um, probably more so than the visual impact of it. Yeah, and it's been, uh, you know, kind of forceful, forcing us to to go back to basics, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to go back to a time when we didn't necessarily have the resources to travel or to get the art supplies that we wanted mm-hmm. or, yeah. um, and so there's, it's a, it's a return to, um, uh, maybe a time in your career where you didn't have access to everything. And, and for, um, you know, for a lot of people who are at the beginning of their career, it's a, it's kind of a leveling, you know, they, they are working with the same tools as everyone else all of a sudden. So there, there isn't a, maybe a sense as much that, they don't have the ability to produce what other people are producing who have access to tremendous resources because we're all kind of working with basic stuff in our own homes. Real quick, I just wanted to remind you to use our Blick affiliate link when you order art supplies from Blick.com. When you're shopping, just navigate to Blick by going to MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick or clicking the Blick button in the upper left corner of the homepage. You can also just bookmark that link so that every time you buy art stuff, you are benefiting the podcast and you don't even need to think about it. Right now, American Easel gessoed wood painting panels are 35% off. And there's also discounts on brushes and canvas for those of you who paint on canvas. Uh, It looks like there's going to be some stimulus money going out, and it's a good idea to spend that on art supplies for your art practice. So once again, to take advantage of those discounts and support the Messy Studio Podcast, just go to www.messystudiopodcast.com slash Blick, or click the Blick button in the upper left corner of the Messy Studio homepage. All right, let's get back into it. Right, and uh, one more person that was talking about her responding to her surroundings with Ginny Cappert, who lives in... Um, Door County, Wisconsin, which is on Lake Michigan. It's a beautiful place. And she commented that all summer she was sitting out on her deck watching the sunset um, and that this really has uh, set off a new body of work. She's really inspired by the colors and shapes that she was seeing in the sky. You know, sunsets are something we, we a lot of us kind of don't really look at them every day, but most of us have pretty amazing sunsets to look at every day. And when we're when we're home, and if we go outside and look, we'll see something. And it's just that kind of, like you said, really basic experience that maybe now we can pay a little more attention to. Um, 
so there were also a number of people that said uh, that talked about kind of practical changes in their work, um, but had also that had led to um, uh, inner interchange in their work or uh, something, but that started with kind of a, a basic response. And um, Sarah Post said 2020 was the year of rediscovering drawing. And this is, you know, the one that I especially relate to with my works on paper as well. Um, it felt like the simplest form of art making, something direct and doable. Even, And she talked about like noticing... Um, children's drawings on the sidewalk and, and messages that people were writing and things on uh, boxcars like graffiti. Um, and she said it it seemed very direct and doable, even especially in the midst of overwhelm, you know, as we've all experienced. Um, I've stuck with it. Uh, the immediacy of drawing is now central to the way that I paint as well. I've learned that sometimes it's enough to watch lines or paint find their way onto a surface and just wait and see what happens. In that process, I've become aware of a strong need to eliminate anything extra. I think 2020 has meant a lot of stripping down for many of us. Um, Renee Dotson mentioned plein air painting and that it was never something that she did before, but now it's become a thing for her. She sets up with a friend at a distance and they both paint together and she enjoys that companionship and that that need to connect with other artists, you know, it is strong. And maybe some of us have been finding new ways to do that. Yeah, it's funny. In 2020, I found myself, you know, FaceTiming or or using Zoom with somebody and just kind of like sitting and watching a movie together. Oh, know? really? Not, yeah. <laughs> not even not even really like talking, just wow. just kind of hanging out. And it's like, that's a thing I never would have done before, you know? I think that whole aspect of communication is fascinating how it's changed now and how, you know, we, a lot of people are, are setting up Zoom calls with people that in in normal times you would think, well, I'll probably see them later in the year or something, you know, like you, you can be patient, you know, you're going to get together at some point. Um, and now it just seems like it's so easy to say, hey, let's do a Zoom and then spend an hour talking to them or watching a movie or whatever. Um Artists who have Wi-Fi capability in their studios are able to, um, you know, actually look at each other's work and progress and things like that. And even if, even if they don't have that capability uh, in the studio, which is, you know, not always happening, doesn't happen for me. But to be able to just, you know, share screen, put up something you're working on, talk about it. Um, there's so much of this going on now that was not happening before. Uh, Renee has figured out a way to actually, you know, be companionable with somebody actually painting at the same time, which is really cool. And being outside, you know, of course, very safe. Um, so let's see what else. Oh, several people mentioned that in order to either clear out their studio or to use what they had, avoid buying new stuff, they've been working, uh, reworking older paintings. And that came up you know, three, three or four times people said, well, they're looking at what they have sitting around that either they never finished it or they finished it and they were never happy with it. So they're going back into it. Um, Denise Presnell mentioned, I, I'm trying to spend less money on art supplies um, because I have a huge storehouse of unsold work. Hmm. Lots of people relate to that. Um, I haven't had a sale since last February. 
galleries are either closing, trimming down the number of artists, or not taking new ones. Yeah, that's certainly something that that I can relate to. Um, you know, as many listeners know, I have a a CBD beverage company that I own, and we haven't had a sale to the distributor since March. Um, and uh, and I I know that a lot of people are struggling in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's been a very very difficult year uh, financially for a lot of people. Yeah, and you know. Surprisingly, there were quite a few people saying they had made sales, that they had made contacts. It seems that probably there are people buying art because they're home more. You know, right. people that have the money and they're, you know, they're cocooning in their homes and saying that wall needs a painting. Uh, so it hasn't well, it hasn't totally shut down, but uh, it has definitely slowed down, and it's definitely a hard time to make any new contacts in the art world because, as Denise yeah. said, there's a lot of scaling back for the galleries. They're they're trying to adapt to doing stuff online and all that, and it's it's been it's been tough. Well, and that shift to online retail, I think, has just kind of changed the way that commerce is done in in a lot of ways, and and in the art world as well, mm-hmm. and. Um, in some ways, I think in the long term, it's going to be viewed as very positive. Um, I think that there's always going to be a, a, a place for galleries and agents and um, pe- people like that. But um, it's becoming much more um, open and available for artists to sell their work themselves online. Right. And, I, you know, it is changing. And I think this this time, this year, uh, you know, a, a really big commonality that people express is they have more studio time. And so they're kind of, if they're able to work and if, if it's flowing for them, they are building up bodies of work um, that, you know, are ready to be seen. And when things open up or when we figure out this online selling, um, a lot of people are, are going to be poised, well poised to to step into that with, with new work, with interesting work um, that they've been able to to focus on, um, and the last thing I wanted to go into the quite a few uh, interesting comments and stories here, uh, inner journeys like reflections that have led to new kinds of work. Um, people just thinking back over what's changed for them in kind of a holistic way over this past year in in relation to their work. Um, and that's that's been part of what I've mentioned about other artists so far. But these are people that wrote uh, particularly about a big change. Um, and Pat Frost wrote, My studio is and always has been my sanctuary to think, to contemplate, and work. I think the resilience I have also makes it so that I see and experience the freedom Despite the rules and restrictions um, because of the lockdown, and she lives in the Netherlands and commented that it has been pretty strict there. So in a way, it's made me stronger. I work much more hours in my studio this year, and I hope to continue to do so. Um, Jean Morrison said it gutted me, the, the pandemic. I'm just getting back, but in a completely different direction. And she doesn't give details about that, but it seems to be a sea change in what she's doing. Uh, Priscilla Newcomb commented that she's writing a book about, um, not sure if it's the whole year of the pandemic, but she commented the life-threatening trauma and survival. 
Um, and that's all she said. It sounds like she's been through something tough, and she's processing it in a book. Um, Hillary, uh, Hillary Drone wrote, 2020 for me meant canceling all teaching and all art shows. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I found it very difficult to work at all, so much so that all I could paint was one square of color a day to reflect my mood and the news that we were getting bombarded with. And Hillary lives in the UK, and it, it was pretty intense there for sure. This went on for three or four weeks, and actually the squares became a large pandemic painting. As time moved on, I began to see that this was a time with no pressure to produce, so I could paint or not paint anything I wanted. I took some online courses and began to focus on the garden. Again, looking at, you know, what's right there. <laughs> I looked at it with new eyes. The flowers, the colors, lines and mark making, representing sounds and colors in the garden. This eventually went on to become a series of colorful flower paintings and led me back into my art practice. Um, Chuck Lathrop wrote, Lathrop, sorry, since 2011, I've been working alone. So this is nothing new to him. As such, I didn't think 2020 affected me very much, but I have come to realize I was diving deeper into myself during the year and expanding uh, several tenants I believe in. Or as he goes on to explain, he means that he works uh, a priority intuitively without pre-planning. And he comments that his compositions have become more open, but also more agitated. Uh, my awareness has expanded as as has my creating a priority. Um, a priori, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and he's, he adds, uh, I started this journey in abstraction in the mid-90s. Starting then, I realized no singular realistic image could express what I was feeling, and that idea has become more solidified as the years have come, and this past one, perhaps, perhaps the acme. So it, he's become more focused on what he's doing, and that is certainly uh, another commonality. Let's see, Cindy Stapper wrote, um, and like many others, I've struggled with anxiety and some depression, mainly manifesting in deficits in my attention and focus. Since my energy was easily overwhelmed, I looked for what gave me joy without too much effort, and that was nature photography. So Cindy has been painting for many years, uh, has turned to... Uh, this year, taking a lot of walks, mostly alone in the woods. She lives uh, in New Mexico here, but at the higher altitudes where there's a lot of beautiful forests and now a lot of snow. And she has really created some remarkably beautiful photographs over the year. And I just think that's that's a really interesting commentary, again, on finding, maybe finding another creative outlet that isn't the one you've been doing, uh, but it's it's open doors for her. Um, Eliechi Camaro said, I've been reflecting on the role of art in my life during this global pandemic and escalating violence and climate crisis. As a queer black mom with a daughter starting high school, I would say that carving out time to get into the studio each day is saving me and keeping me sane. Art is no longer an if-I-have-time matter. It has become as integral as my daily writing practice. It is a must it helps me repair and restore the parts of my soul that are beyond the reach of words. And I love her last sentence. Um, it mm. helps me repair and restore the parts of my soul that are beyond the reach of words. 
Um, she is a person who is creative in many fields, writing, filmmaking, painting. Um, and it's interesting to me that this hands-on manipulation of art material um, has become so important to her. It, it's, I think for a lot of us, a very much a grounding activity, <laughs> whether we're doing anything we love uh, in terms of the image itself or not, but that just physical, tactile experience is important. And I think she's also talking about something way beyond that, uh, what it brings to her um, emotionally. But um, just a very expressive way of putting that. Um, Allison B. Cook also wrote something that was just lovely. She said, for me, 2020 was a year of profound and deep contrasts. The heartache and devastating realities of COVID colored everything. Simultaneously, I felt an even stronger sense of poignancy and purpose in the studio. I was grateful to be there almost every day. Studio life actually felt more abundant, with a slower sense of time-enhancing, self-reflection, ongoing experimentation, spiritual refuge, and a heightened sense of meaning. I just thought that was beautifully put, and uh, uh, kind of brings together a lot of ideas that many of us are experiencing in a, in a very positive way during this really tough time. Um, and just a few more comments that just kind of to, to follow on that idea of gratitude. Um, Plum Neesmith in, in her, what she sent me also said, uh, I read her comments earlier as well. After an initial period, when I thought in the scheme of things, what's the point of my scribblings? <laughs> I think a lot of us have felt that way. Um, so she went through that and she said, I've been immensely grateful for having, making art in my life. And Pat Froze said 2020 was a year of growth art-wise and new ideas to hold on to. Um, Plum's comment about I think some of us struggle with this sort of existential purpose. So what are we doing? Uh, why does it matter if we're painting or drawing or doing whatever it is we do? And to kind of, you know, experience that feeling and then come out the other side and say, yeah, but it's what I do. And it it brings some beauty. It, it helps me heal. It helps me feel good. Um, and that's worth something. And really, I feel like creative endeavors are the most important thing that we do as humans because it's what makes us human. Mm -hmm. um, everything else, however important, can eventually be done by a robot. But creating beautiful things is something that only humans do. And it's it's this this is what makes us who we are. And mm -hmm. without it, we're we're nothing. We're we're no different from a machine. And so I, I really think that, that your, whatever you do, your little scribblings, you know, yeah. or whatever it is that you're doing, I think is vitally important and essential. And that's, that's a word that has so much, so much emotion attached to it now in 2020 is, is who is essential and mm -hmm. artists are essential. Yeah. Well put. And, you know, throughout, throughout human history, people have created art in all kinds of circumstances, and we're just carrying on, really. I mean, we have it better than a lot of people have had in the past in those ways, and, and people have always felt that incredible urge um, in the most dire circumstances to, to do something creative, and it's, we're just part of that. 
Yeah, and and I also, as you were going through all of these statements from people, I I didn't really get it until I heard you reading them out loud. Um, But there were so many themes in what people were saying that we've covered uh, on episodes of this podcast over the past year. Uh And it just, it, it shows to me that we are all on the same journey. And it's, uh, it's not the journey that I was hoping for (laughs) in 2020 at the beginning of the year with, with that statement of intention that I put out there. Um, and, but it is a journey that we've all shared together. And in years to come, we may look at this as a tipping point in a positive direction. We have no idea. Um, or it may be the beginning of things to come that are not in a positive direction. We have, we have no idea what's going to happen in the next few years. Um, but it is a journey that we're sharing together. And, um, and I, I think that we're going to come out on the other side, um, as, as diamonds, we're going to, we've entered this pressure chamber as lumps of coal. And I think we're all going to come out as diamonds. So that's, that's where I'm hoping that we're all headed together. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of just what I'm feeling right now. And, uh, if you have any final thoughts to wrap up, uh, I think, uh, I'd love to hear them. So, yeah, it's kind of, well, that, that feeling of hope, I mean, many of us are feeling hope, you know, that these, this time, this lockdown, isolation, lots of difficult aspects of 2020, uh, at least in terms of the pandemic, um, will be easing up in the coming months and, how we look back, how will we look back at this time? What's it brought to us, our work, and what that wasn't there before? Um, for many people, and including lots of people who contributed to this podcast, there have been gains and there have been changes that are positive along with, and we are fully acknowledging the hardships and sometimes really serious personal losses. And so it's it has been quite a year. And um, we are ready to move on into 2021. (laughs) All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at www.coldwaxacademy.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.